Welcome to this episode of Coffee with Source. As you may know by now, if you're an avid listener to the podcast, you are well aware that I am all about following the breadcrumbs that the universe lays out in front of us. Um, Those synchronicities or coincidences that we refer to before we have our conscious awakening. All that to say that more and more over the last few weeks, um, even the last couple of months, I've been asking certain questions in my meditations or even just thinking out loud um, about certain topics that I'm, I'm curious about. And, you know, lo and behold, the breadcrumbs are always presented in a beautiful fashion. One of those breadcrumbs, I hope she won't mind that I'm referring to her as a breadcrumb, is my guest Janice that I'm speaking with today. The topic I've been curious about is ancestral healing, what it means, the whole concept of karma, and really digging in deep and understanding how it affects us um, throughout our lives energetically and also physically, how much of that uh, energetic trauma uh, or lessons do we actually bring forth into our lifetimes? If you're someone that believes in the whole reincarnation process, um, my personal belief is that we do. And I believe in reincarnation simply for the fact that I I feel like it helps me get through this life um, if I focus my thoughts and energy on the fact that this is it. We live this life and then we die and there's just nothing after. Um, it seems it seems unimaginable to me. Uh, there's just too many lessons, tragedies, beauty, miracles, heartbreak, sadness, um, uh, deep relationships and connections that are formed. Uh, and again, so many coincidence, coincidences throughout life that it would be, it helps me um, live in this physical reality to believe that we do come back. Uh, and again, I don't have all of the answers, but I'm very curious about it. What, you know, what I'm here to do is to debunk what all of these uh, concepts are for myself because this is definitely a passion project in which I get to meet the most incredible people and share all of my bizarre thoughts and ideas and get to discuss those concepts with experts in those fields um, and hopefully get to debunk some of those myths and questions for you, uh, the listeners. And if you ever have any questions on any topic that you would you know, like for me to unpack on the show, please, please email me, um, head over to Facebook, coffee with source, like the page. I'd appreciate the support. Definitely send me a message on Facebook, email me Emma at rapidtransformation.ca, and let me know what you're curious about. And I want to dive into the topic, but again, this concept of karma, Uh, the afterlife, how we process those lessons, the ancestral healing, how much of, you know, our soul family's karmic healing are we pushed to do or inspired to do and clear up? Is that even our responsibility? 
uh, in this lifetime and how much of that is either helping us thrive in our lives or holding us back. So I'm not even going to keep going because I could, you know, go on a rent forever. Um, but that is hopefully what Janice is going to be able to help shed some light on in this conversation. So I am so grateful that you're here and enjoy the episode. Welcome, Janice, to Coffee with Source. Hi, Emmanuel. That's me. Yeah. Yeah, that's me all day, every day. So for our listeners, share with us, who are you? Uh, Well, my name is Janice. First of all, I live on the big island of Hawaii. (laughs) I know. Boo hoo. For those who are listening and not seeing, stuck my tongue out at her with a lot of love. Yes, of course. I get that a lot. Um, And I'm also a mother uh, to a son, a 24 year old son. He also lives here. I'm actually in his home right now. It's where I'm at. I'm sitting wow. doing this podcast. Well, whatever so, you're doing, uh, keep doing it because it's working. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm Asian. <laughs> Beautiful. So yeah, so um, it's pretty much what I do. I'm also um, a Kahuna Wisdom Keeper. So what that is, is I blend spiritual coaching energy healing and and clairvoyant guidance all in one so kahuna in hawaii it's it means um a priest or a shaman or someone who has spiritual knowledge or spiritual guidance Mm. so for me it's a generational thing it comes from my family my Mm. mother yep my mother's on my mother's side so my mom is part hawaiian Mm-hmm. And it comes from her father, my grandfather, and then from his mother, my great-grandmother, and so forth, through that lineage. So your so, mother is clairvoyant and all of that as well? Um, my mother is, she, she sends energy, but she doesn't practice. She, she's, um, she, she's very good at, like, sensing energy. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of majority of the females in my family I have a lot of cousins who they can do other things as well but not practice like how I am you you say you pronounce it kahuna kahuna yes kahuna so when you're little and you're being raised is this something that's openly talked about in your family that you have this in your lineage and it's something that you have to uphold no growing up this was something that never was talked we, we, it wasn't openly expressed. Um, I would have dreams of speaking to people or whatnot. So I would go talk to my mother and I would say, hey, mom, this happened. And she would, she would tell me, we don't talk about that. We, we don't discuss that. That's something bad. But I would hear growing up that my grandfather would do this amazing things. Like he would, um, like he would be at home and my aunt was massaging him and then uh, the door would swing right open and then he would speak fluent Hawaiian and then the door will close. And anytime where my aunt will ask like, hey, what was that? What happened? My, my grandfather would be like, oh, we don't talk about that. 
That's we, just my we, bro on the other side. <laughs> right. Totally. Like just totally ignored it. And so why so, bad? Why bad? Because a lot of people, you know, have this fear still, this stigma around spirituality and connecting with energies that it's bad. It's the devil's work. It's evil. And part of the podcast is debunking that. Um, of course, just like here on earth, there are human beings who have ill intentions and that exists on the other side. But why in your family was your mother saying, no, we don't talk about this. This is bad. Well, first of all, my lineage, the reason why it was stopped and limited is because in 1905, where Hawaii became the United States territory of the United States in 1905, what they did is they suppressed our culture. They suppressed our music, our um, our stories, our, our um, language, as well as our spiritual practice. So because of that, that left a pretty heavy suppression in my culture from that. Mm -hmm. So for me to be born in this lineage, I have to transform that ancestral karmic baggage that was coming down through my ancestral line so that I can activate it. And then a lot of my ancestors, especially today, they went into religion. So my mother's a Mormon. So she went into the religion. That's why I said she can she can feel the energy, but she's not practiced in this. Yeah. So I'm so I'm yeah. so interested. I had no idea of this. What is the traditional Hawaiian spiritual practice? Well, to be honest, I don't know. Um, I was never taught the spiritual, the actual spiritual practice of that lineage. However, we do have a practice called Ho'oponopono, which is yeah, the practice of forgiveness, mm. is reconciliation. So during my spiritual development, during my spiritual training, um, I was able to tap into my, my ancestors and get the download from them. So from my grandfather and my grandmother that passed before me. So this is how I was able to bring that healing power in through me. Were you able, um, ever able to speak with your grandfather and ask him about, no. Not in body, but in spirit, I am. I may, I'm able to. So what, you kept having these dreams, you'd go to your mom and she'd say, no, we don't talk about that. So is that something that happened throughout your life? My whole life, yeah. So every time I would ask my aunt, my mom, anyone, they would be like, we don't talk about that, that's bad. And so that left me feeling like, okay, anytime I go to my family, then it wasn't safe to go to them. Yeah, like you're doing something right? wrong. Right, I felt punished every single time. So then I kept quiet. And then eventually as I grew up, I suppressed that part of me and myself. And that's, and then, uh, you know, that's why, like for me, I am sensitive. I can feel the energy around and see energy around. So it was very important for me to clear this because I was looking at like dr drugs or drinking or any other things, you know what I mean? And I did it. And because I had my son at such a young age, I was 17 when I had him. The only thing I, what I wanted when I got pregnant was I did not want to be like my mother. <laughs> That was the whole point. Like, that's kind of where it stemmed down to. But then I didn't realize it opened a bigger door for me. My son helped me get into this um, healing work and this healing journey because I was looking to break these patterns that I had with my mother. 
what what was the moment in your life where you're like no I'm getting curious about this I'm diving deep into spirituality I want to know what's going on well I think it was in like 2003 I was at work and I was leaving work and there was this job fair and then I know a health fair in the um ballroom and this lady was waving her hands in the air and and I was like part of me was like this lady is crazy you stay away from her Somebody like, needs as, help. right she needs help I don't know what the hell fair she's doing waving her hands in here so part of me was like you need to like run away from her as fast as you can the other part of me was like curious so I found myself sitting in front of this crazy lady with her hands in the air and she goes would you like it or a healing and I was like I don't know what that is but okay <laughs> so she gave me it and it was like not even five minutes and whatever and she doesn't say anything when she's done she goes she tells me she goes okay you're done and I was like okay well what did you just do and she goes well I helped you you're um we are energetic sponges so our aura we we soak up energy and so I, I just helped you let go anywhere that you've been holding on into your energetic field so I was like okay and she asked me why I go because I feel lighter I felt clear mm. I felt like this expansion inside of me that I've never felt before and that feeling that I got I was like I need that I need that in my life I want more. How do I get this? I didn't care. She's like, well, come and sign up for a clairvoyant reading and we'll do more. So I went and then I was like, sign me up. So then it took me seven years until I went into the clairvoyant training and learned how to do this for myself. And then that's kind of how it started. But then I realized after going, while going through my training, when I was there saying, no, this lady is crazy. That was my, that was my family trying to protect me. That was, that, that was the, the stop that was trying to protect me because that's what they thought that what love was. They were trying to protect me. Mm -hmm. But then my spirit had bigger plans that got me to sit on that chair. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. part of your karmic baggage is breaking through the perception that connecting with source is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that actually is my, is our birthright. Yeah. You know, so, um, which I had this conversation with my mother a while ago, you know, cause she, as I said, she's at the Mormon church. So I asked her straight, um, why would I go to the church if, you know, there is no priestess there? and she didn't have an answer for me and so I go well because the way I look at it is that I'm doing my work now without that so this is my birthright I was born into this family so I'm claiming this and after that she left me alone she didn't say anything 100 percent and that's the difference between organized religion and developing and building a spiritual practice that's right for you is that I feel like in the spiritual realm, it's about unconditional love and no judgment. Absolutely. Unconditional love and acceptance. It's encouraged to make mistakes, quote unquote, trial and error. We're here to learn the lessons. We're here to live the 3D experience. Whereas in organized religion, every mistake is judged. It's very constrictive which to Absolutely. me feels the opposite of what a God would want. Absolutely. I totally agree on that, you know, and I also feel that, yes, 
we can have both, but it really has to start with you. It really has to start with your own inner authority to really discern between what is right and what is you mm-hmm. and what is um, right for you, really, you know, because there's many di- different spiritual paths as well that you can take, you know, so it's really coming down to what's going to work for you, what's going to work best for you. Mm. So what are you passionate about? What What did this culmination of clairvoyance training and spiritual training what did it bring you to what has it led you to well it led me to just having a better relationships not just with myself first and foremost but with my son Mm. you know with my child and then that stemmed out to like my other relationships like even reaching with my family members even though you know being able to be on my path but also respect where they're at as well and vice versa you know and just still being able to love one another even though we have we've chosen different ways to go about our lives like for me deep having deep connections with people is utmost the best the thing for me and what I really strive for and not just in my business but with my clients as well you know when I work with them so what do you teach your clients what's the process well I have an ancestral cleanup method which it combines with so instead of traditionally analyzing your beliefs What I do is I help you connect to your own female creative energy and your emotions that's going to help you decharge the energy that's been keeping you stuck, that's been keeping you limited Mm -hmm. in a sacred safe space so that you can dive in and get your own answers from within from for the situation the challenges that you are currently facing with your life so I really help you guide you through these things because you know those things will never stop regardless of how spiritual you are either like challenges and situations in life are going to come up but it's the way how we deal with it and how we go about it is what makes the experience a lot different so for me like once I've learned these tools and I, this is what I do, I share them, I help them like use those tools to anchor them in their body so that they can, you know, handle these challenges in life that comes at them. So our ancestors is part of the lessons that we're here to learn passed down from the ancestors to us from generation to generation? Um, it depends. Um, some ancestors, they like I've worked with clients where some of the ancestors, they like for my example, they were trying to stop me because they're trying to stop me because of their love because of their own fear, right? So helping clearing that to get past that and looking at the bigger wisdom behind that so you can bring that through and working with that wisdom that you need and you can just leave the rest. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Are they there always to guide us? Um, yeah, they are. And some, uh, you know, it d- depends, as I said, like um, having that communication with them and being able to communicate with them openly and be, be like, okay, what's going on here, mm-hmm. you know, or asking for assistance. But again, it comes down to building that authority. Like they can't just come in and just 
free willy in your life. You have the sovereignty in your own life first and utmost, and they get called in. They get so asked to come you, in. How do you differentiate from a spirit guide to an ancestor? How do you connect with your ancestors? If you don't know their names, you don't know who they are. Well, because, well, first of all, because I've been trained clairvoyantly to look at and see energy instead of feeling the energy in your body, which is a lot healthier than, than becoming the energy. Instead of feeling it, then you start to become it. So I'm able to say hello and see them and then ask questions. Hey, who are you? What are you doing here? What's your name? That's so cool. And then your clients are able to maintain that relationship. Um, if they choose so, and they continue to do their work or their practice or whatnot, you know, like I've had clients who just like only want to work with their ancestors that are going to be here to support them on their journey, mm. you know, like having that clear boundary. What's the coolest thing you've encountered in your training and in your life when it comes to working with spirit? Oh, I went, so I never met my grandparents growing up. They died a long time ago. And one day I was told to go do a drive and stay up. So another country on the island. So I was like, okay, fine. So I go and on my way there to my Airbnb, <laughs> I hear my grandfather's voice. You need to come visit me. I was like, what? <laughs> I've never seen his grave. I've asked my mother to take me many times. I've never seen it. And then so... I go, I was like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll come see you, but it has to be on a Saturday because I'm kind of busy. <laughs> He's like, okay, fine. <laughs> so I make, I make an appointment with him. <laughs> like, cool. And then, and then, so Saturday comes, it's pitch black, dark, raining. And I'm like, hey, if I'm coming to see you, you need to help me and make this happen. But I'm going to go do some yoga and then let me know how this works out. So I go and do my yoga in the morning. I come out of yoga. It's still raining. I go, hey, it's still raining. And then he goes, well, go to the farmer's market and grab me some flowers. I'm like, okay, fine. So I go to the farmer's market. I grab him his flowers. I ask him what kind he wants. It's an anthurium, red anthurium. So I pick him up. And then I'm sitting in the car. I'm like, do I go right or do I go left to the to his graveyard? And so he's like, just go to the graveyard. I'm like, okay. I know the area. I just don't know where he, he's buried. So I pull up in the car. I'm sitting in the car. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to attempt this. And I'm going to walk around. I'm going to find this. Nope. So it's still kind of raining. I sit in the car and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm supposed to be here. I try and find it in the rain. Nothing. So I just go back in the car. I call my mother. Mom, I need help. She's like, where are you? I'm like, um, I need one now right now. She's like, why? And I go, because grandpa told me to. And she's like, oh, you finally get to meet him. And I was like, yes. And she's okay. So I put her on FaceTime. She shows me to his grave. It stops raining. The clouds part. And I go, okay, mom, I gotta go. So I hang up the phone. I sit down with him. I have a conversation with him telling him, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm bringing this energy in. I need your help and support, you know, and not be afraid of this for me. And, but support me in this. She's like, okay. So I got his blessing. The wind blew. And then he's like, it's time to go. So I leave. And then it starts pouring rain again after I leave. That's so cool. And there are just so many stars. Like even when my son was born, like 
like all that kind of stuff. So like many, many stories of that. Even bringing my mom to his grave and she needed to go to surgery. And I told her, we're going to go visit your dad. So she's like, okay. So we go visit him, bring him flowers. And she stands there, she goes, dad, I'm going to surgery tomorrow. I need your help. And the wind picked up and then these two like figurines on his, on his tombstone falls over. I go, oh, he heard you. Time to go. <laughs> That's the thing when you're connected and you're open to receiving these signs and messages and you're not afraid, right? Because the fear blocks them from coming in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they're what, they want to support you. They, they want to help you. But if this fear is still playing out in the lineage, even though after they have gone and it's still there, it's hard to connect with that. Yeah. But a lot of it has been so suppressed, like you said. I mean, just the history of, of Hawaii. I had no mm-hmm. idea, right? So oh. that creates so much fear. A lot of fear. A lot of disconnect with a lot of things, not just you know, with themselves, they, they, you know, lose purpose of what they're doing, you know, connecting to their source, you know, and having all of that. So it's huge. It's really, especially when it's a cultural thing. I, I see it a lot. You're such a big influencer. So what is part of your spiritual practice look like? Well, I pretty much is in tuned with like what I'm, feeling and what I'm guided to do I meditate every day all day most of it really pretty much uh until I get clarity or clear or if I need to you know go do something I've been told to go do something like you know I something told me that I needed to go up and stay in Waimea for some reason I don't know why I just was going I was like oh cool mini vacation but no I needed to go do some work and go talk to my grandfather. (laughs) I don't know. So there's many times that I've been guided to like, okay, I'm going to go to the beach today. I go get dressed for the beach, but then I find myself on the other side of the island where it's all wet and raining. And I'm like, I did not prepare for this. (laughs) And is that how you live your life? Sort of just in flow of where you'll be guided? Majority of that in my personal life, yes. Mm. Uh, as far as like having to do the third the 3d world stuff <laughs> you still need to do that you know so like like making sure I take care of those things first in the third dimensional world and then being able to go and do that mm. but I it, it's been it's been it, it has to been a journey for me to really connect with my inner goddess because I've been so disconnected with without my inner goddess as a child so because I've been so disconnected and shut down from my family for, for this ability that I needed to like now live my life this way because it's been so suppressed in me. And it's a, it's a maintenance, right? Like it's a, really a daily practice that you have to incorporate because it's so easy to get caught up in this 3D reality. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it, especially with everything that's going on, you know, and just really holding like, okay, what is it that you're here and meant to do? What it like, even though if it's like a big goal or a small goal, but either if you can just have that and hold that in your energetic field. So I work with a lot of the women like maintaining and working with their own energetic field. So 
that they can hold that vibration. They're now that holding container for themselves. Mm. And they can hold that for themselves and That's be so in their own sovereignty. Yeah. So what is, what is a, a tip or a piece of advice that you could share with our listeners about how to lean into the curiosity to start a spiritual practice? Well, I would say that if that brings you joy and happiness and it brings you forward and it like interests you and you have this curiosity go go itch it go go get it a lot of people ask everyone else for their opinion right and that's when we get lost what do you Mm -hmm. think of this what do you think of this should I do this should I read this book what should I do Mm -hmm. I get that all the time so if you have the curiosity to just follow that intuition yep absolutely if you have that little ink of like, hmm, there is always going to be a lesson of why you picked up that book, why that crystal called to you, why you needed to talk to this person. You won't know it then, but as you con- but as you embrace it and as you just do it, mm-hmm. and actually you just do it, it will show you the path. It will show you why. It will show you what is the bigger lesson here. What was this meant to show you? But, but it starts with that, that little curiosity, you know, of oh, there's many times that I've walked into crystal stores, picked up a crystal. I have no idea what kind of crystal it is. I have to go home and Google it. Thank God for Google. And, and then I'm like, oh, this is what I'm working on right now. It's helping me support this. Oh, okay. You know, because things same will thing. get called to you. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. And just or embrace it. Feel the energy of it. Just allow it to see if you connect with it. Yes, if you like, you just met a stranger, but you having this amazing conversation with this stranger, like enjoy the conversation, like be in the moment and enjoy that, you know, because it's going to bring you something. It's going to bring you something. And that's the difference I, I feel like between, you know, being conditioned by organized religion, where you pray to God when you need help, you pray, you pray, you pray, but they don't teach you to sit still and be receptive of the answer because the answer is not going to come in the form well, maybe for some people, but of, you know, Jesus standing in front of you and giving you the book of answers. It's going to come in those conversations at the grocery store that you're overhearing that couple talk about, or the book that flies off the shelf or right. You totally agree. Cause that's what it is. Every time, every, it's, every time. Even yeah. the person who cut you off in traffic is, is you know. You know what I've noticed is now the people that cut me off in traffic always have some kind of a license plate that either makes me laugh or that has one of my angel numbers on it or something like that. You know, it's kind of like my lesson is patience because for the longest time, I'm not, I'm not patient. I'm not patient. I used to say that all the time. If I had patience, I'd be a doctor. And so through this whole conscious awakening, learning patience and grace, and just being in the present moment. But yeah, when I'm usually cut off, it's like a funny little, huh, or there's a bumper sticker on there or something like that, you know? And I'm like, yeah. All teachers, everything in life is all teachers. You know, as long as you can just be open to receive that, then, you know, then that's kind of where you can lean in more. Yeah, and surrendering the need to control the outcome. 
that's a lesson in my <laughs> that's my lesson <laughs> but that's not what we're taught we're taught to have everything planned out everything figured yep. out everything moving constantly moving towards something 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 so when that's what you're taught from the time you can speak or move it's very difficult to then say oh wait a second i need to connect with myself i need to be still it feels wrong when you're conditioned for so long to to be doing mm-hmm. absolutely it is that's why it's it, that's why there's a lot of help out there there's a lot of so much more resources out there available to help you get through that if you want the help of course but if you're looking for that sometimes even if you don't think you're looking for it you're looking at like the lady waving her hands in the air I didn't know that that was it I just was called to sit in front of her you yeah. know so it's always going to be that. I used to roll my eyes at so many things that people would say I would hear things and I used to roll my eyes and just sit in that judgment of like ugh you know or you used to hear the word self love and i'd be like oh my god that's so disgusting like oh, <laughs> oh what is the self love bullshit like you know because because it it didn't i wasn't ready for it i didn't understand yeah. it i didn't understand that the prerequisite to being able to love anyone else including the world around us nature is by loving ourselves first absolutely that's the prerequisite it is and once you can love all of yourself the good the bad the ugly all of that you know because it's all part of you then then what what are you so afraid of yeah yeah and like you said it helps you in your relationships with people Mm -hmm. Mm. because I've heard so many channeled messages that come through you know these amazing people who practice uh sharing the messages of source and they all say your job is not to push pull drag or convince anyone of anything what you know you know you lead by example that's important it is important you lead by the way you hold yourself mm-hmm. the way you lead yourself in this world and it's not about who is this person doing, what that person. No, it's about you, you holding yourself to that, that degree of whatever that is for you, that you're obtainable, that you can obtain for yourself. Yeah. You know, everybody's going to be different at different levels. And that is okay because some people need that. There's, there's mm-hmm. people that's going to match there that's going to help that person to the next step right and next so that's why we all have different levels and different skill sets that we all are here because we all offer a certain level to that degree yeah you know that's why when you meet someone who's on your wavelength you're like I feel like I've known you forever and the conversation just flows and the energy flows and you're like oh you know that's my sister from another mister because it's like perfect right you're on the same wavelength Mm -hmm. yeah and it's, it's a match you know we're, we're matching at that same frame where we're matching at the same dialect that we're talking. And, and, but the thing is, is that we're matching on that dialect because it comes from that source that comes from that self-love from that inside. That I didn't just roll naturally. My eyes. <laughs> huh? You said self-love. I didn't roll my eyes. I've grown. I know. I, know. I saw that. You're like, oh, yeah. like, 
love. Because right. um, then it comes from internal and then it bleeds out through everyone else. It bleeds yeah. out to the relationships around you. Mm. So, so know, before we sign off, what can someone who goes through this process of ancestral clearing and healing, what can they expect to feel when they come out on the other side? Well, they're going to expect to feel like this pressure that's been lifted off, mm. not from inside, but also in their energy field. It's just this pressure of just, le just letting go and having this sense of ease, being able to have this inner confidence of just like, yeah, I got life. Yeah, no matter what is going to come at me or I have to deal with, I know inside I can handle that. I can take, I can, I believe in myself to, to do this and I will get through this. You and know? knowing that you have the support of whoever you want that you've chosen to allow to guide you. Absolutely. And the support, even though the support isn't there right now, the support will come because mm -hmm. it's there. That's what we're meant to. We're meant to trust in that, that all of our needs are being met. There is more than enough to go around. And as long, mm -hmm, as long as we just, you know, stay there, but we have to deal with our inside shit, you know. <laughs> our, <laughs> the excavation. It is it's it true. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I mean, we got to tell it like it is, right? Absolutely. Like this three layers. Yeah. Absolutely. Pull that layer back and just scrape that off because the external world, like if you, like I tell my students all the time, like if there's something out here that, because a lot of my students don't come to me because they want to do ancestral clearing. There's no, no. A lot of them come to me because they have relationship issues, they have mind problems, they, they want to change careers, they are uh, their health. But then as we start to peel the layers is what you're just saying, we get to the root cause because those four main areas is actually tied into your ancestral karmic stories. Because mm -hmm. those four areas is where our information comes from when we were born. 100%. Right. Finances, relationships, those are the big ones. Yes. And all of those information that we got. And if you don't like what you see and you're feeling stuck or limited or like, you know, stopped or any way and you're not happy or unfulfilled, then yeah, then that is the underlying issue there, you know. Yeah, you got to clear the shit out. Uh-huh. I got it. You know what? I like what you said. The excavating. I like the excavating. that. I always <laughs> picture like a bulldozer and I'm like, okay, here we go. Ooh, here we go again. Yeah. But that's, if you want to feel bliss and weightlessness and just pure joy. Absolutely. Because what happens is that here you come in as a soul incarnated into this lifetime, but then you have also your karmic baggage from your family and the body. The body has the karmic baggage. So once you unhook yourself from that karmic baggage from your family, then all you got is your divine source that you're coming in into this lifetime. You that got your own. Crazy. Right. Even when you, you say it, the divine source, I'm like getting chills everywhere. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Because then once you unhook that, then all you got to do is left is with your own shit. You don't got the yeah. shit from your family bothering you. Now you can deal yeah. with your own stuff that it's easier to manage because it's yours. 
Yeah. <laughs> and you're aware of that. I was somewhere recently and I was getting impatient because it was taking really long. And, you know, I really mastered my patience um, and I could feel myself being like, this is ridiculous. You're talking way too fucking much. Okay, move along. There's two people here. And I caught myself and I said, oh, you're, you're being mean. And then I caught myself again and I said, no, you're a divine soul having a human experience. Right now, I'm having a human experience. I'm still divine. And so you don't get caught up in that shame and the guilt and the judgment anymore. It's kind of like, no, I just had a human experience. I can breathe through it. And instantaneously, I had compassion for the person who was talking way too much in front of me. And I was like, you know what? That's an elderly person. They mustn't go out very often. They mustn't have company. And they're having a good time talking to the cashier. And you know what? I can wait. I can chill. And if I'm unhappy with waiting, I can go somewhere else. But I could feel compassion for the person ahead of me instead of you're holding your heart because it's big, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the excavation. It is. Because five years ago, I would have been like, bitch, please. Okay. <laughs> we got places to go. <laughs> and now I'm just like, oh, I should probably walk over to this person and ask if they want to go for a walk at the park on weekends. I don't have anything to do on weekends. Maybe they could chat with me, you know, but it triggers the inspiration, compassion, inspiration of what else is possible in the world. If we all had these moments of, hey, we are all connected. We're all divinely connected. So to look through the lens of love and compassion, as opposed to these prisons that we're all living these individual lives, things become easier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, people, you get guided to have to talk to people and you don't have no reason or why you should, but you're guided to like, oh, I have to strike up this conversation. Yeah. You know, I, I remember one. Yeah. yeah. That's and so true. I hear people a lot saying that, but my entire life, people have come up to me and within a few minutes, they're spilling their guts and telling me their whole life story. Ooh. And it's, it's always been a thing. And even recently this summer, this, you know, this homeless man walks up to me, strikes up a conversation a couple minutes into it. He's telling me his whole life story. And my son was there and he's like, why does that always happen? And I used to question it, but that's part of it, right? Like there was, there was a message lesson and gift that I needed to hear in that conversation. And maybe the few nuggets or even just looking at them in their eyes and acknowledging their presence was the lesson message and gift for them. Absolutely. And it could, and it could just be too, because you see them, you actually really see them through all the bullshit. So how many times do we walk around in this world where people can actually see us for us without all of that, mm. you know, and also the persona that we put out around us too. So, but there's people that they can just see right through that. And that's probably what you got to he got attracted to your light because he knew you could see through the bullshit. <laughs> it's true. Like a moth to a flame. I guess I'll be the flame. <laughs> Yay. But it's, it's true. And it happens so frequently, like you said, that you're either guided to having a conversation with someone or that someone will, that now I know I can sense it. I don't know if that ever happens to you where you're somewhere and you lock eyes with someone. And I'm like, 
gonna happen. It's it's mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. It's it's happening. And then the person will ask a question like, you know, do you know where this is in the store? Like I'm an employee and I don't look like an employee, but I know that it's a gift and there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always gonna be a purpose or a reason why you needed to have that comment or having that interaction or just them just being infused with your energy that that you are infused with their energy, you know. There's so well, many look at times. You with the, the crazy lady with the hand waving, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just, you know, it just called to me. And she ended up being my dear teacher. <laughs> you know? The crazy woman was your teacher because that little, that little pull that you gotta follow it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. You got it. You got it. Cause that's that's your your divine soul trying to speak to you. And guiding you, it wants to guide you, it wants to help you along in this journey, you know. So, let it so caught up that we're missing all of the signs. Mm -hmm. We want bigger signs, bigger signs. Spell it out, out. deliver it, bring it in and out. I want it clear, (laughs) I want it clear right now. So, share with our listeners where they can learn more about you and get a hold of you if they're curious about. Uh, your amazing programs and the work that you're doing so you I have a six-month one-to-one coaching program which is breaking through your ancestral limitations it's a four-step program where we'll take a look at getting you um, sovereign in your energy Mm -hmm. and then looking into connecting to your inner female um, inner guidance so that you can be connected Um, with your energy and then we're going to look at the karmic patterns and start breaking them and clearing them now yeah clearing it it. yeah yep and then the last one we're going to embody all that new information that's ready to come in so that you can start to live in that new paradigm for yourself in your next steps so that's the six-month program. Um, the way you can get into that program is to schedule an ancestral clarity call with me so that we can identify some of the underlying issues and challenges that you're currently facing. And then also discover, and I'll let you know what you'll need to do to correct those and make those changes to correct them and then see how I can help you. So regardless if you decide to work with me or not, you're going to have a ton of information on how to how to move forward with that and then I also coming up with a five-day workshop it's going to be on February 21st to February 21st I don't know when this is going to be live so it might be too late or whatnot but it will be on recording so if you want to get the recording it's going to be about transforming your limitations around your relationships money career and health that is stopping you from standing in your power and reclaiming your worth So every day we're going to take a look at one of those four main areas and start releasing any energy blocks, um, limits, and anything stuck energy that is stopping you from creating a life that you deserve. So that on the fifth day, you'll have a clear vision and how to move forward in your next steps so that you can stand in your confidence moving forward with ease. I love it. So that's going to be. hmm? They can learn more about this on your website. Yes, they can go on the website and learn that. Um, not my website, and not mostly on Facebook or Instagram. Janice Recalon on Facebook or Janice underscore Ulani on Instagram. 
Amazing. may post all of that up there. All of Janice's information will be in the show notes. I want to thank you very much for being here with me and sharing your nuggets of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here, Emmanuel. I loved it. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.